McDonald's se está transformando en el mundo anime de McDonald's y te trae la nueva savory chili McDonald's sauce. Los mejores sabores se unen en esta legendaria salsa para que tus 10-piece chicken wackduggets, papitas y Sprite se conviertan en un meal ultra poderoso. Desbloquea un manga con tu meal y disfruta de un corto de anime cada semana. Solo en McDonald's. Badabababa, go! En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. Amor. Hola, cariño. Hello. And welcome to Uy, que horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. I'm Eileen. Why do I always get the giggles when we start this? I am an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> It should become second nature by now. We're, I mean, we're, how many, we're almost at 20 episodes. Are you serious? Really? I, I'm pretty sure we're almost at 20. I think right now we're around 15. Holy shit. That's crazy yeah. to me. Well, look at us go. I'm proud of us. Me too. That's 20 Latino movies or Latino starring movies that we have seen. A pat on our backs. Boom, tap, boom. Tap, tap, I just did it. Uh, how, <laughs> how are you? How is your Saturday going? I'm doing okay. I'm chugging cold brew. Into mm -hmm. my face. Mm -hmm. I uh, I spent the morning watching TikTok because I told myself I was gonna wake up early to clean. Mm -hmm. So the exact opposite happened, <laughs> which was stay pantsless in bed watching people make potato gnocchi and shit like that. Well, that sounds delicious and delightful. It was delightful. One of the TikToks that I watched. There's a there's a great trend right now well lots of trends in tiktok that are like what's your favorite celebrity interview moment and people oh, will like i've cut seen to some of these yeah yeah so the other one that's really popular is uh what's a video that lives rent free in your mind which is Children. like okay everybody being 22 years old relax <laughs> but this morning get off my lawn <laughs> get off my lawn as i shake my cane at you but One of the one of them was the thing that the video that was <laughs> attached to it was have you ever heard of that radio DJ where somebody calls in and he's like the guy's like Mira brother poneme esa canción poneme esa canción que dice eso son Reebok o Sornai and the DJ's like eso son Reebok o Sornai and he's like sí esa canción está bien pegada it's a really great song is it, I play that song Are they Reeboks or are they Nikes? Mm -hmm. Pero, you know, Latinos, we say Nike, Nike Ni for Nikes. Horrible. Horrible. Poneme esa canción que, que esos son Reebok o son Nike. And the DJ's like, what the fuck song is that? <laughs> and then he goes, wait, vos estás hablando de esta? And then he plays it and it's, this is the rhythm of the night. Wow. And the guy's I was like, trying to find it. I was like, that is a good song, by the way. That's a oh my god, that's a great song. He, but like the guy, he's so sweet. He's like, poneme esa que esos son ribos or night. So I I saw that this morning. And it makes sense. Esas son ribos or night. That's Corona, right? That's Corona. Who originally was born in Brazil? I listen, Corona. That song is a jam forever and ever and ever, and it takes me I, straight back to my youth. I remember. Whoa! Get ready for this. 
So y'all remember Xuxa, right? Hell, hello. <laughs> hello. So I was living in Brazil, and I remember when Corona went to <gasps> the Xuxa show, and she sang Xuxa show. the Xuxa show, and she <laughs> Xuxa show, and she, <laughs> she <laughs> and she sang. Is this is the rhythm of the night? Is this on Ribosa night? And uh, and I remember being like, whoa! She didn't really speak Portuguese, even though she was born in Brazil. Like oh. she fully was. Yeah, she was like, yeah, I'm Brazilian, but I don't really speak Portuguese. Oh, in I never knew that. I always yeah. thought like this is a Brazilian woman who was huge no. in Brazil and then just kind of attained worldwide fame. I didn't realize like she must have moved somewhere and so didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. Literally just yeah. dropped into my head right now. Um, Boom. Either way, Corona, love you, and you're a Brazilian star to me. That- to me, too. <laughs> this is Esa Sonrivoso Night. I bet you we could find that video, the Shusha Show I Corona bet. video. It must yeah. be out there somewhere. It's got to be on Absolutely. YouTube. Absolutely. Some nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out on YouTube, everybody. <laughs> Uh, what are we doing here? We're watching a freaking movie today, <laughs> this week. <laughs> I okay, wait. So, <laughs> before we started, I was like, Eileen, I'm sweating, and I think it's because I've had like two fat cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. That's probably what it is. Plus, I've, I'm literally drinking what is called Focus Tea right now. Oh, so which you're, is just it's zooming through you, caffeine right into my body so right strap on tight strap on wow strap on baby (laughs) strap on tight here we go okay this is the movie we're talking about today it is called your pick it was my pick and listen i sure know how to pick them because i've had some listen we both we've both had have had some some i some would say that yours have been of a higher caliber than some of mine. Like, well, that's very polite of you. To I say. picked um, what was that one from Argentina that we were both oh, two eleven. Remember that? Oh boy, yeah. And 2-11. then I also, I mean, I also technically picked Santa Claus, which I guess is it's not a piece of shit, but it was like, what are we watching right now? I loved Santa Claus. Honestly, I did too. Okay, but today. I'm not, this is this is by no means a piece of shit. I'm so sorry. With all due respect no, no, to these yes, filmmakers, we're, no. Yeah, but we're I misleading sure our listeners. <laughs> yeah. So today... This was a journey. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, today we're watching El Sanatorio, which means the sanitarium. Correct. I, I want to call this movie La Sanaoria. I cannot get that out of my head. Which this means is a movie. Carrot. Uh, <laughs> the carrot. This is a movie from Costa Rica from 2010. It was directed by... Our first by... Costa Rica. I can't believe that. Especially because, hello, you're half Nicaraguan. We both lived in Nicaragua. We still have yet to do a movie from Nicaragua. I'm half Honduran. There's only one on our list. Is there really? There's only one Nicaraguan movie in there. Remember oh, I told... I freaked out about having it i i expected zero of them and there well, is one we should do like a special event like a special episode oh. for like the nicaragua movie absolutely um, i'm gonna lose my goddamn like, mind when it like happens 50th episode or something like that cool but today we're in costa rica with this movie the the carrot <laughs> <laughs> fuck i cannot say this el sanatorio it was directed Correcto. by Miguel Alejandro Gomez and written by Gomez and Antonio Chamu. Great. Great. Let's get a synopsis, yeah. and I'm going to take you 
to the sanitarium. Into this world. <laughs> Let's go to the sanitarium. It says here on IMDb, a group of friends decide to make a documentary about the ghosts that are supposed to be haunting the sanatorium in Costa Rica. Things get creepy when the when they arrive to the place. To the place. Yeah, so it says. Well, okay, hold on. Sanatorium or sanitarium? Oh. Sanatorium, it says. Sanatorium. What the fuck is a sanitarium? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's Google it. <laughs> sanatorium. Okay, a sanatorium is an establishment for medical treatment of people who are convalescing or have a chronic illness. Okay. That's okay. Correct. Yes. What's the other one? Santa. Sanitarium. Tear. Sanitarium, an establishment for medical treatment. People who are convalescing or okay, have a literally the same thing, <laughs> just one letter difference. Yeah, it's spelled it's spelled different. Oh, here we go. Google says the terms sanitarium and sanitarium sanatorium <laughs> are interchangeable. However, sanitarium okay. is primarily a North American word. The word sanatorium is derived from a late Latin word sanatorius, which means Health giving. Okay. So if you're fancy, it's sanatorium. Sure. Whatever. El sanatorio. <laughs> uh, okay. Everybody, are you with me? Strap on. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> we open with title cards. Yes. That, that's what these are called, right? That they just are like words giving us information, title cards. And it says the Duran Sanatorium opened its doors in 1919 in Prusia, Cartago. Costa Rica. Now, would you say where where is the accent on the word Cartago? Cartago. Cartago. I think I was reading it Cartago. Let's Google it. I googled and I tried to find it, but I could not find where particularly it was. Cartago City in if, Costa Rica. No dice. Let's say Cartago. Okay. Because if it were Cartago, there would be a little accent over the A. Isn't right. that correct? Sí, correcto. Oh God. Take a Sorry, Costa Rica. <laughs> Puta. So bad. So, okay. So here we are in Cartago, Costa Rica. For uh, So the hospital was started for tuberculosis patients. These title cards continue and it says, Throughout the years, spooky stories have come out of the sanatorium. And we kind of get these shots of newspaper clippings where it's like, ooh, ghosts and ghouls and creepy things. But it's definitely uh, newspaper clippings that were made on an iMovie. Like, absolutely it's not. There are. N it's not even paper. It's like fully somebody no. typed it and drew it. It's not. It's like yeah. CGI newspaper, basically. Uh, yes. The title cards continue saying, this place has become an urban legend with some saying that the stories are true while others are basically like, this is bullshit. Mm -hmm. And then we see a newspaper clipping with like a ghost nun walking along. So we discover that one of these urban, urban legends is about this nun right. who haunts this place. The title cards continue saying, in 2010, a bunch of young people decided to make a documentary about the ghostly happenings at the sanatorium. And then literally like typed out like ding, ding, ding. It says, they never finished it, dot, dot, dot. It's very Blair Witch Project. Like we found this footage. These people were never recovered. Who knows what happened to them? This is the this is the footage. You're going to watch it it's, right now. It's a found footage, mockumentary found footage. style film, mm -hmm. basically. Yes. We cut to Juan Rojas, and under his name, it says, <laughs> Victima de Susto. 
which means I victim didn't of fright. See that. <laughs> I Okay, so I guess maybe from the top we should explain that the the idea behind this movie it's clearly a horror movie but it wa- it wants to have comedic elements yes. and to me Victima de Susto works. Like, that is fucking hilarious. From Jump, there are some moments in here that I legitimately laughed out loud. And not because Mm -hmm. of, like, oh, this is kind of shitty and this is, like, an independent movie made with somebody's camcorder. Which, Mm -hmm. uh, luckily enough, because it's a found footage movie, like, it, that element, the fact that it's very independent looking, it... makes the movie work a lot more so you're like oh this is just like people who picked up their camcorders and decided to do this so it works but and but there's also a lot of moments in there that i was like oh this is genuinely pretty fucking funny they don't all land like let's be clear but for the most part i'd say they did a pretty good job with their comedy element in here i think so Um, too so here we are with our victima de susto, which I love. <laughs> and he's like, so I was in the sanatorium around 1962 because I got sick with tuberculosis. And he tells us about the scary monja, the nun. And he's like, people saw her and she was really ugly and horrible. And a bunch of people were dying at the sanatorium. But it wasn't because they were sick. It was because they died of fear. Yeah. He's being interviewed by like our two main guys one is Luis, the other is Arturo, but I called Arturo glasses the full time through. Because <laughs> yep. there's a lot of people in this movie, there oh, are a lot yeah. of names. So can we stick with glasses? Absolutely. Glasses is cool. absolutely fine. So This old dude is also, okay, not even this old dude, every single fucking person in this movie is like maje maje ese maje este okay. otro maje pero este maje que no sé que el maje 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 now for those of you that don't know maje is basically like a colloquial slang for like it's like dude like the dude that dude that like man like it's literally very throwaway. In Nicaragua, they use it all the time. Mira ese maje está haciendo que no sé qué puta. Y este maje que no sé qué, no sé cuánto. No jodas maje. Like, it's just like, guy. My guy. Yeah. Dude. Man. Kind of thing. As I was watching this movie, I, I caught that too. I was like, damn, they say that off a the lot. Bat. Every, every, like, every sentence basically carries that word. If this movie had a drinking game, it would be drink every time you hear maje or whatever. And I guarantee you by the end, you would be like blackout. Blackout. (laughs) Not even by the end, bro. By the middle. Yeah, give it a good 20. (laughs) And you're fucked. But like, you are so screwed. So, So this old guy is like... He keeps telling his story. He's like, one night I was, I had like a really bad fever and I heard somebody calling my name, Juancito, Juancito. And he says, <laughs> he's like, I saw a shadow on me. So I started to pray. And then he says, me cagué del susto. And I love that line so much. Like I shat myself from fear. And it said throughout this film. Yeah, me cagué, estoy me cagado. Cagué del susto. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me so. And so as he's being like, Juancito Glasses is straight up laughing at him. Yeah. So this old dude is like, excuse me, 
no, 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 no. You wanted to interview me. I'm telling you my story. Imagine that shit happening to you. You would shit yourself from here, from fear. Can you imagine? Yeah. We cut to outside the house and this old dude is basically like, thanks for coming. Bye. Slams the See door. These, these two dudes faces, they go walking off and they're kind of giggling at him. And Luis is like, dude, you shouldn't have made fun of this guy. And Glasses is like, well, I couldn't take him seriously. That story was so ridiculous. And right off the bat, we realize like these two don't believe in ghosts. Like that's that's what I'm getting here. They don't believe. Yeah, that they're like they're they're, very, they're skeptics. Skeptic. I was like, what's the word? Skeptical. Yeah, for sure. And I not think- even. I, they're they're very like. They're just like, they really laugh it off. They're super dismissive yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, very much. You never really get a reason as to like, why are you doing this documentary? Like, why are you even That's interested true. in this if you don't believe in this? I think So anyway, they're doing it. You never really find out. Isn't that really the, the case with like, when a lot of these people that are like, I don't believe in ghosts, so let's go inside and see what's up. And like, it's like they want to be proven wrong, but at the same time, they want to prove that they're right. Like, oh, I told Absolutely. you, bitch, there's nothing yeah. here, kind of thing. Maybe it's that vibe. Maybe because throughout this movie, the majority of the people are like, I do not believe in this, but let's go make a documentary about this anyway. Which for some reason, it just didn't quite fit in my head. I was like, why? Why do you care? Right. Anyway, so then we finally get our title card, El Sanatorio. We cut to. This journalist named Ricardo Salas who is being interviewed. Fifteen years old. <laughs> oh, he's old. a child. Uh, this is fully a gang of pals that like got together and made this movie. Absolutely, they fully were <laughs> and like, all... and we just graduated high school together. We're we. This, he's I, like, I'm a journalist. <laughs> I, you know, I, and he's like, his a... voice cracks might as well have just been like, oh, I like to fucking like, dude, fifteen. He looked yeah, like. Yeah. This might have this might as well have been us like in high school filming a movie. I wrote like, down this like... is totally uh murder and junk, which was the fucking <laughs> yeah. horror movie that yes. Johnny helped me and my senior uh, was my senior project was a horror mm-hmm. movie called Murder and Junk. I am telling Oof. you, it is gold. <laughs> it is gold. We need to find murder and junk because it is the best. Anyway, so this child, not a child, he's a man. His name is Ricardo Salas. He's a journalist. He's being interviewed by our two guys. And he said that he was sent to the sanatorium to do a cronica, like a a chronicle. An article. He says the paranormal activity started first with like a really nasty smell, like really, really bad smell, which from what I understand is... Like, I think it's particularly with demonic activity, if that happens. Sulfur farts. You, you smell something real shitty. And then he said he took a bunch of pictures. He saw weird shapes and shadows in the pictures. But the strangest thing he observed was the voices of the chamacos, the kids. The little kids running around. He explains that this place, at one point, you know, after it was used as a hospital, was used as an orphanage. And parents would literally just like drop their kids right there, halaban, which means like they would just like Peace take out. off. He, at one point while he was there, you know, for this news article, he took out his recorder to like try to record the kids laughing. But then when he re listened to it, he couldn't hear anything. And the guys are just like, so what else? <laughs> and so he's like, what else? You guys are assholes. Turn the camera off. Like, just turn it off. But they don't. The camera is then, they don't. The camera is turned back on in secret. And you see this journalist guy kind of like hold his microphone like he's he doesn't want to 
doesn't want anybody to hear what he's about to say. And he explains that he was supposed to stay there the whole night, but he got too freaked out. Maybe around 3 a.m. He's like, fuck this. And he leaves this hospital. He didn't finish his assignment. He's like, give me a second. I got to go get something. I'll be right back. And the dudes are like, did you turn the camera off? You didn't. Great, great, great. Awesome. So this guy comes back and he has like a bunch of cassette tapes. He's like, listen, I re-listened. I didn't find anything on these cassette tapes, but you give them a listen, maybe you can find something. I love cassette tapes, too. Like, I was like, this is, <laughs> like, we are in 2010, and, like, that just yeah. shows Central America for you. Like, Costa Rica, I think, is also maybe considered, like, in the socioeconomic tier of Central America to be a little bit on the higher up part of it sure. because they're really good with tourism a lot of gringos go there to retire and all that stuff surfers and all that fucking shit yogis hello didn't you go to fucking costa rica i sure did yeah i went to uh, tamarindo. tamarindo that's what it's called tamarindo so even then when like it it makes me just laugh like even them being like the, a little bit better than the rest of us they still mm. have to have <laughs> cassette tapes in 2010 <laughs> <laughs> so uh he hands him all these cassette tapes and he's like have at it guys maybe you'll find something spooky on there so then we get a title card that says 14 days before the investigation and i was like paranormal Whoa. activity but also like we gotta wait 14 days before we actually get to the fucking hospital <laughs> like what are we gonna see what are we gonna learn Let let's go right anyway but I do remember, yes, paranormal activity. Just, just like every day there was like announcing before the bi everything began or whatever. Night yes, six totally. or whatever. So here we are two weeks before the actual investigation. And Luis arrives at Glasses' house. And he's there, I guess, to like pick up a Walkman. But Glasses shows him a box. And inside this box, he's got an old school Nintendo. Now, is that like a first generation That's Nintendo? That's the first Nintendo. Like with the gun and everything. Yeah, fully it's all duck in this hunt box. situation. <laughs> yeah. So they go into the house and they're playing Nintendo. It's fine. Cool. Whatever. We then go to a living room with an adorable dog so cute. named Lucas. And the most hideous couches I've ever seen in my I entire life. I was like... What is uh, going on in this home? <laughs> Awful. It also kind of took me back. Oh too. my I god! Like... I was like, "This is a Central American home." First of all, tile floors and a hideous mm -hmm. couch. Yeah, you got to keep it cool in there. Yes, fucking ceramic tiles. Every house in in fucking Central America has that. And these humongous brown brocade fucking couches. Awful. Just they look like they're like covered in vines or something. Yeah, the they were that's but the honestly, brocade. the reason it took a, took me back was because like I'm like I remember seeing couches like that in my house. I, like, uh, I... yes, for sure. <laughs> oh my god, I saw them everywhere in Nicaragua. And yeah. they sit there and they're like, okay, here's here are these two Walkmans, and they proceed to have this like sped up time lapse of of them listening, quote unquote, to the cassette tapes that. With like and the dog speedy funny music. The dog is like jumping up and off the couch. He's like throwing things, and at the end of it, they're like, "Well, didn't hear anything. Did you hear anything? No, I didn't hear anything." It's like, why? Why are we here? It's supposed. I think you're right. Like it's supposed to be like a little comedic part, right? But then Luis, at one point, he says, "Hey, hey, hey, listen to this." So there's a big stereo there. He plays the tape in the stereo. 
and you hear Ricardo, the journalist who was, you know, at the hospital overnight. He's like freaking out on the tape. He's saying, I smell something bad. It stinks. He's praying. And he's asking if we can hear the kids in which the background, you which you don't hear anything. And he's like, he's like, don't touch me. So apparently something's grabbing him in the dark. But, but while this is dog, happening, yes, the dog mm-hmm. is freaking out and barking. And Lucas is like freaking out. And they, they, what they do is they turn down, and, and Lucas goes away, and they turn down the volume of like this, the recording, and then. Is it Luis that is like check this out and he or is it no, it's glasses? Glasses being an asshole. Yeah, he's like look, and he pulls the volume up. The dog barks in the corner. He keeps doing that, like turning the knob up and down, up and down, so the dog like freaks out. So and Luis is like, doesn't this happen with those whistles that dogs only dogs can hear? Maybe only he can hear it. He's like he's like dogs can hear ghosts, haven't you heard? Which. Sure. I mean, I guess like you kind of hear that that dogs, cats, animals can sense or see spirits and stuff. Sure. Inside. I think cats know? more than it's, dogs. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a little spooky little thing thrown in there where Lucas is like, something's on that tape and I don't like it. Right. So now we cut to Roquero Emmanuel Sotela, who's the guitarist of the band Akasha. And when I say rockero, like, do I have to describe? Because you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. But <laughs> when when you say rockero, it's like he's got a chin and only a chin Strap. covered with, like, hair. Just the mm-hmm. chin. His hair is long and flat-ironed. Quite obviously. Was it flat ironed or did you just have like really long straight hair? No, bitch. That shit was like, (laughs) you could see the cucaracha mandingas on his fucking forehead, which is when you don't flat iron your baby hairs. And his arm is just like a full tribal like sleeve. It's like a full arm of tribal tattoos. And he's all like. Sleeveless shirt, dark shirt. Oh my God. (laughs) This guy. This guy, this rockero is telling us about when he and his band, Akasha, I guess, went to the sanatorium to film a music video, because I guess it's like a a rock band and being at the sanatorium is real spooky. He's like, this guy, my guy Bob was (laughs) filming part of the video. He's filming, he was filming a solo and we started to smell this really awful smell. And of course, we were all like, who shot their pants? What the fuck? Who did that? (laughs) But then he's like, but then the atmosphere got really heavy and you could like feel like there was something else there. Right. And then he says, we didn't see anything while we were there, but later while we were editing the footage, something showed up. And again, he says, y me cague, which <laughs> I love. He says, he then like shows us the file on his computer. We see like in the background of it, it looked like a bird figure to me. What did it look like to you? Literally nothing. It just looked like, uh, here's some darkness that went by. And the roqueros like, we called it Samael, who is the angel of death. De cariñito. He says, de cariñito (laughs) le pusimos. So it's like, as as like a sweet nickname, de cariñito. Like very sweetly, we called it Samael. And it's like... The angel of death. How sweet. So then we get another title card, 13 days before the investigation. So we still got a ways to go. The guys now arrive at Lulu's house, and she's this really sweet little lady with these beautiful eyes. Her eyes! Um, Oh my God. And like this like like, gorgeous, like caramelly skin and curly hair, like a 
gorgeous woman. So beautiful. This actress just gives you a good, at least to me, I was like, I get such a warm, lovely feeling from this actress. So uh, we arrive at her house. And <laughs> I she's wrote, like, Let me her make house some- looks nice and witchy. <laughs> it does. Well, they make it look like a kooky, spooky, ha- not spooky, like it's light and beautiful open, but it's full of like tchotchkes uh, and like little yeah, like, like ritual stuff. Yeah. You can tell that she's like otherworldly. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so she's like, let me make you some coffee. And they sit down to chat. And immediately she's like, Luis, I see that you're a lefty. She explains to him that lefties are more open to having su- supernatural experiences por la diestra. Y la siniestra, Correcto. which means the right and the left. Yeah, sinister. And the doorbell then rings, and a full-blown clown comes into this apartment this or this house. So <laughs> random because she's like, "Hold on, another hold on. like the- comedy section." Yeah, but like the doorbell rings. She goes to the door. She opens it, and like she stays out of the shot. Like she's like gonna go do something after she opens the door and the camera follows just like these legs and you hear like jingling and whatever and then as it pans out this clown like sits in between the two guys which like what excuse me and when he sits down it goes honk honk like it literally was so random and she's like here you go she comes back into the room she gives him a piece of paper like go to this place and do this thing and i'm like what is going on right now why is this clown here she's like here make sure not to pop too many balloons you're gonna scare the kid (laughs) the the clown goes off and then she comes back in like nothing ever happened totally she goes back in she sits down with them and basically we get like an interview with lulu yeah She's a medium. And, uh, her mom yes. was one. Her grandma was her one. Her grandma was whatever. one. It was like she's had her intuition since she was a little child. Right. And so she explains that a spirit is the remains of a dead soul that can sometimes physically manifest. She also explains that demons are tricksters who will present themselves as something harmless, but you can still like feel the evil from it. And right after she says that, we cut to the next scene. However, you get like, a real quick snippet of a newspaper article again that's like talking about the orphanage or like the fact that the hospital became an orphanage. Right. Anyway, so title card, 11 days before investigation. The guys are in a library doing some research. They explain to us that the hospital was also a prison aside from being an orphanage, which we, I guess we already found out. And that apparently it was also used for satanic rituals. There have been disappearances there. There apparently was even an exorcism. And Glasses is like, there have been 18 eyewitness accounts of the ghost nun. And this girl is like, shush. Which I legit laughed. We're in a library. So (laughs) hard at. But yeah, shut the fuck up. You're at a library. Keep it down. We've like cut to another moment, I guess. And Glasses is like, so I've got this idea I think we should hire another investigator. And you can immediately, t- Luis is like, oh, you do, huh? Yeah. Who do you have in mind? He legit <laughs> looks into the camera and he's like, yeah. oh boy, I think I know what's Who could coming. It be? Yeah. So Glasses is like, I want to invite Mariana to be part of our crew because she's a great investigator. And Luis again looks at the camera and he's like, everybody. Mariana is Glasses' ex, and I'm telling you, he's been trying to get her into this investigation from day 
one. He gets real like, butt hurt too. One. Fucking glasses is like oh? diciendo un poco de gente que yo iré igualito a, a Harry Potter, my. <laughs> Yeah. That made me laugh. I love that. He's like, he's like, you're telling me she's too hot for me. You're telling people I look like Harry Potter. And again, this girl who shushed him at the top she's is like, like Shush. would you shut up? Because you're in a library. He straight up stands up. He's dude, like, what? What? You going to fight me? I was like, dude, relax. Uh, sit down. Pump you it. need to sit down. You're in a library, what sir. What are you trying to prove? What are you going to do to her? So <laughs> then we immediately cut to Mariana and she's gorgeous. And yeah. you're like, <laughs> Okay, and so they're interviewing her, and she's straight up like, I don't have paranormal experience, and so, and she's like, Glasses, did you tell Luis that I have that kind of experience? That's not the case whatsoever. I mean, I'm good at what I do, but... I'm a good I investigator, know... but I'm not yeah. not a ghost investigator. And then Luis is like, okay, I have a question for you. Is it true that you are Glasses' ex? And she's like... Excuse me, what kind of a question is that? Because honestly, this is a professional interview. Yeah, you're supposed. I'm. Isn't this a job you're offering me? What the fuck? This is absolutely none of your business. But she's like, let me just shut this down right now. We made out twice, and the guy <laughs> it, like pans to glass, and he's like, yeah, we did. It's so great. <laughs> oh my god, like, wasn't that great? <laughs> we had a so great special for time. Me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you poor. Sweet Poor man. man. But also, like, it's cutting back to glasses, and he's, like, covering his mouth and, like, he whispering to Louise. And it's like, like you can, <laughs> she can see you. She is two centimeters away from you, bro. And you're putting your hand, yeah. not even, like, he's trying to cover his mouth, and he's like, it's like, bro. She can see you. And, and hear she you. can hear you. <laughs> but the gist of it is, I guess, like, she gets the job because the we then cut to what I assume is her place of work, Mariana's place of work. She pulls him into this, like, both of the guys into this, like, I guess, like, video room and pulls out. <laughs> the biggest VHS tape. That thing? It was humongous. I've never seen anything like that was in my it, entire life. Is that life. even VHS? What is it? Would it be, is that what beta looks like? Like, are we... Maybe it's like <laughs> old news. Maybe that's what they use to record the because news. Because the Maybe cameras were like so big. On it. Who, knows? Who knows? But I was like, what is that enormous thing? It looks like a pizza box. It's so fucking big. So she puts this enormous <laughs> VHS cassette into an enormous uh, VHS player we see kind of like old news footage. Now, I'm going to give this... them a lot of credit for this because, you know, if you, if uh, again, film is low budge, which you can sure. tell, but I thought they did a, a, it was a smart way of like disguising that you don't really have the, the uh, special effects or like the stuff to do what you want to do. So it was very like, mm -hmm. if you're... <laughs> If you're a young baby, I'm so sorry for this term, but it looks like the tracking is fucked up mm -hmm. on the VHS. Yeah. So it looks real staticky and fucked. So I was like, this is a good way to disguise, to make, to be like, yeah. oh, it's an old movie but like because it, it's it's so staticky so the tracking is so bad yeah that it's almost difficult to watch yeah so in this like real old bad quality video there's this dude kind of explaining he's you know being interviewed by the news and he's explaining that he found the dead body of a woman at the sanatorium right she was a nun who went crazy and died 
And he also explains that apparently some of the orphans, this is what I understood, some of the orphans were raping the nuns. Yes. Which is awful. a nightmare. That is so horrible. You know, for it, it, that one little piece of information stayed with me for the rest Ooh. of the movie. And I was like, yeah. I, I, I think, I may be wrong, but I think this movie had had a lot of like Edgar Wright, like a lot of Shaun of the Dead kind of qualities um, that I think they were trying their best to do that kind of stuff. It gave me, I, I genuinely was like, this seems like they were highly influenced. And so here, mm -hmm. so, and especially being that, yes, it's horror, but there is a, it feels more lighthearted at this moment mm. than, yeah. a deep horror movie and that one specific informa piece of information really like darkened it a lot for me and I was like ooh this is mm. I, I don't I don't love this so this guy is telling us this on the news and then we kind of just cut to the newscaster and he's talking to the camera when a priest straight up shows up like behind him and he's like you need to get out of here this place is closed after that we kind of get news footage of the same priest and he's kind of ushering some other priest to bring in this big piece of wood it looks like a big door it looks basically. like a big door yeah with a cross yeah. on it like a cross um carved into it yeah he's like he's basically telling him like bring this into the sanatorium we then cut back to the guys and mariana in this video room luis is straight up like big deal we learned nothing from that and mariana's like hold on take a deep breath yeah watch this so she shows the footage again, and in the back, you see that a priest is straight up, like, thrown out of a window of the sanatorium. And so then they're like, holy shit, whoa, what was that? This was on the news? And Mariana straight up says something very true. She's like, yeah, it was on the news, but you know how people are. It's on the news, and then they just forget about it super quick. Yeah. Then we cut to another title card. Seven days before the investigation. We're getting closer. Mariana and our two guys arrive at some dude's apartment, and Mariana's like, get out of the way. I know how to knock on this door. Thank you, <laughs> she thank goes you, up. Thank you, thank you. Special knocking password. The door opens, and there is a huge oh roquero again. Dude, the with, mustache. I mean, I'm obsessed with it, but it is the fakest thing I've ever seen. Oh, my seen God. In my it was, I was like, they. <laughs> You could see the tape on it. Like, it was so <laughs> fake. And they gave him this, like, cuff, like a metal spiky cuff to wear on his wrist. But it was his full forearm. That mustache, though. The mustache. I, mean, I wrote OMG, the mustache. <laughs> so Mariana says, is Pedro here? He lets them in. They go in and they find this guy, Pedro. And he's standing in red light. And he says, ustedes vienen por las fantasmas. However. Los fantasmas? For, huh? Las? Los? Eh, los fantasmas. Los. Los fantasmas. This is how I'm going to describe this dude's voice. He sounds like Cartman from South Park. Speaking in Spanish. Okay, this... You get what I'm saying? This voice, I couldn't tell. I'm pretty sure it was fully ADR'd. It, oh. Which made it even weirder because I was like studying this guy's mouth to see what the fuck is going on. It's supposed to be a funny section. I, I, it fully I, was cringe central. The actor they have, Pedro, is not fully living in this role. I guess this place they go to is a store? It looks like a store, yeah. They're basically getting equipment to go to, mm -hmm. like, ghost hunting equipment. And he's like... He, they literally has a box that says, Escuadron Fantasmal. 
and he opens this box for them. And they're like, oh, what's that? And he's like, oh, this detects the energies, and this does this other thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's that other thing? And he's like, this is the this gun is, for- This is the barcode reader. Yeah. I must say that that little thing, I was like, that made me giggle. This is the other thing with that made me think of Shaun of the Dead and Edgar uh-huh. Wright, because the- of Oh, the, totally. The edits in between this, because he goes on to- basically give the rules of ghosts and in between each rule there was this like fast sweep that is very much all over edgar wright's movies like and move and he's in a yeah, different spot like, of the room he's and... like now my face is looking through bars yeah now i'm over here yeah and it's like whew, boom bam yeah so this is what we learned from this little section he gives them an electromagnetic field reader field recorder which i guess is used in ghost hunting stuff and he explains to us these are the ghost hunting rules he says number one get your recorder ready in this case a camera and bring lots of batteries because ghosts can drain batteries two in a courteous way ask the ghost to talk and manifest themselves three Ask them classy questions, not like, did you machete your wife? Whatever. Okay. Or, <laughs> most importantly, respectfully ask the ghost not to follow you home, which is important. Sure. Title card, here we are three days before this freaking thing. We're almost there. We're in a meeting, and I'm just going to say right here, this movie's about to fully go downhill because you're about to meet- The assholiest the asshole, asshole, asshole that ever asshole. Costa Rica. Yeah. The worst, which I guess I got to give this actor props because I hated him. Yeah. So much. So <laughs> th- so we're sitting at a table, and at the head of this table is this bald, kind of handsome guy. He was very handsome. He's very handsome. He's re- Of course he is, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and so he's basically like- Silencio. And I'm like, whoa, 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 excuse me. Dude. So we start this meeting. Luis introduces himself. Glasses introduces himself. Lulu then introduces herself. She is there as well. And she's like, I'm a medium. And by the way, I'm also a children's party planner. And she does her business. The clown is why we finally get an explanation of the clown when we go to her house. It's because she's a children's party organizer. And she, this is such a Latino thing for me because it's like, ah, estamos haciendo algo, pero let me let you know about my other business just in case you ever need whatever the hell. Honestly, another reason why I loved her because she's like, I'm a businesswoman and I got a great children's party business. Everybody knows kids. Everybody's got kids. So hire me. Let me know. I'll give you a great party. Yes, it's going to be the best. And and thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Lulu. So then then we meet um, Papillo and Gaston, Mm -hmm. who are kind of like the tech guys. Right. And Baldi, they they start to like talk about themselves. Baldi, who by the way, we discover, I'm not going to call him Baldi. His name is Esteban. Esteban. He's like, hey, you two, shut up because uh, we need to focus on the important people here. Esteban is like, "Mm, I'm the important person. I'm the producer. And Lulu is like, excuse me, Esteban. I believe everybody here is important. Everybody's here for a reason. And Esteban goes, well, some people are more important than others, but then he uses the feminine. He says, 
y que otras. otras. So it's literally directed at her, like, you're not one of the important people here. This man... Is the worst. Is the fucking worst. Yep. Okay, so then we then cut to, to Esteban being interviewed, and he's like, so let's just talk about what just happened at this table. You gotta mark your, your territory, like, right from the top. You know, you gotta show them who's boss. You gotta show people their place in the pyramid, otherwise they won't respect you. And I'm doing these guys a favor because they need my dad's money. Oh, excuse me, I mean my, my money. money. Mm -hmm. We got it. We like, get it now. You're here because you're some rich guy's kid. Yeah. We get a title card. It is day zero, finalmente, meaning here we go. And we're on the bus. Yes, we're on a bus. We're carting everyone off to the sanatorium and we're focused on a guy playing guitar. Now, we need to talk about this because... Kurt Dyer. Okay. Kurt Dyer is his, his name. His name is Kurt Dyer. But they call but him Kurt. This is completely separate from everything here. And about... I'm probably going to show, like, my asshole card right now. Okay. However, put yourself at a party. Okay. You're all hanging out. You're, like, drinking. There's fun music playing. You're having a great conversation. And somebody pulls out a guitar. Hey, everyone. Anyway, it makes me think of this. Anyways, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> Look, that's exactly what I mean. Like, what? Wh where in your brain are you like, wow, everybody's here at this party. Everybody looks like they're having such a good time. Everybody's like dancing. You know what I should do right now? I should pull out my guitar and play a song and have everybody stop what they're doing, stop having a great time, and awkwardly sit around as I play my guitar. No, you're not an I... asshole, Johnny. You're a normal human being. Everybody feels Did that can... way. Right? <laughs> Except for the this fucking assholes that pull out their guitar. Who's playing the fucking guitar. <laughs> yeah. And, okay, so we're not even at a party right now. No, we're, we're on, on a bus. A little bus, and Kurt is like strumming away at his guitar not even like playing a tune just like if i were on this bus just i would reach over and say please stop <laughs> do you realize you're driving everybody fucking crazy absolutely crazy so anyway here's Kurt, and Kurt um is the, he is the composer <laughs> and the musician of the film and yet he's on yes. this trip and we find out like the reason why, why he's there is because he's an atheist and he doesn't believe sure. in anything and lulu is like trying to talk to him like are you sure like everybody believes in something and he's like no fuck you fuck everyone fuck all this shit i don't believe it blah blah look kurt is very he's a handsome guy very handsome he's like fun and likable however this is the difference so he has this conversation with lulu she's talking to him and he straight up is like no 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 like let me explain to you i didn't decide to be an atheist I just decided to be different, and I get attacked for my beliefs. No, dude. Like, that's... You're just a... You're just a dick. Yeah. And so Lulu is like, well, maybe you should be a little bit more open-minded and not be so stubborn. Just like, you know, open your mind to different... Like, there could be different things. Like, you cannot explain the paranormal with science. Right. You just have to kind of, like, open yourself up. And so what stuck out to me about this dude is, like... He's doing it to just kind of be like a cool guy yeah. and be like, yeah, I don't believe in anything. But then the minute anybody kind of attacks him, he's like, or not attacks him. Anybody kind of is like, well, why do you think that? He's like, I'm being attacked. How dare you? I'm feeling very you? attacked. Gone, Laganja. 
Yeah, exactly. It, it's like, that's just not the way this works. Yeah. Anyway, so we get this whole section where they're on the bus. You know, we notice that Mariana and Esteban are kind of canoodling in the back and Glasses is not no. pleased about they're it. They're not canoodling. So, they're just like, he... No, so, yes. <laughs> There's no smooching. There's nothing like that, but Esteban, you can tell that Esteban is like putting the moves. Yeah, on. and fucking yeah. poor glasses is just getting cock blocked. But they're not. Nothing is uh, happening between Mariana and Esteban. Yeah, so we're having a great time on the bus. Lulu and Kurt are talking, and Esteban is straight up like, "Shut the fuck up!" Again, just ruining everybody's party You're again. An We've arrived. McDonald's se está transformando en el mundo anime de McDonald's y te trae la nueva savory chili McDonald's sauce. Los mejores sabores se unen en esta legendaria salsa para que tus 10-piece chicken wackduggets, papitas y Sprite se conviertan en un meal ultra poderoso. Desbloquea un manga con tu meal y disfruta de un corto de anime cada semana. Solo en McDonald's. Badabababa, go! En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. We pull up, we see the sanatorium kind of in the distance. As soon as we get, like, we start unloading and the camera kind of focuses on Lulu because she's having uh, like a feeling. Yeah. And she's like, I already feel there's a presence here. So Kurt, Kurt goes, goes up to her. Kurt. <laughs> it's so funny Kurt to goes me. up to her and he's like, I sense something too. It's the tourists literally sitting over there eating hot dogs. Eating perros caliente. Never. I had to rewind it to be like, is that really what I've never heard. Yo, that. en español, I even in Spanish, I'm like, hot dog. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It, only in Portuguese, which is, is cachorro quente, that makes sense to me, which is hot dog. Well, but that kind of flows. Yeah, cachorro like, I feel like that's a good, yeah, that's good. Not but perro this, caliente. Like, yeah, no, no good. But then so Esteban notices the tourists, so he straight up goes up to them and also ruins their party. He's like, get out. We got this place rented. Get out of here. And while he's doing that, we see a little kid run off from a swing set and into the sanatorium. So, so Esteban's like, Mariana, go collect that little mocoso. Get in there and tell that kid to get out of there. So she goes and she's followed by the cameraman. So, you know, we see all this. You see the kid in the darkness kind of run into a room. She goes into the room and the child is no longer there. Right. She freaks out and goes outside. She's like, it was a ghost. Freaks out. We then cut to glasses talking to Lulu and she's Lulu. kind of opening her Lulu, excuse me. Mm -hmm. She shows us that she has this kind of like magic bag. And inside this bag, she's got holy water, a white candle, sauce tree bark? Yeah. Maybe? And salt for protection. We hear Luis and he's like, hey, everybody, get over here. I need to introduce you to this dude. We meet Nacho, who's kind of like, he seems to be like a groundskeeper. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to show you around the place. Uh, first of all, you need to respect this place, okay? And as they start to like walk off to the hospital to take a peek, Esteban is like, actually, only a few of us are going to go. You two non-important people, like the rest of you can stay here. And one of the guys, Luis, or one of them is like, It's like, we um, all got to go, bro. Hello, we're all included <laughs> in this. It's just like... On the list, number 37, and why Esteban is, first of all, an asshole and an idiot. Yeah. So. We go inside, and it's fully La Casa inside. del Diablo. Full. This this whole movie, this whole, uh, not set, it's a real place, full La Casa del Diablo vibes. Just like And we paint. got to talk about this full story one time. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> but, like, the walls are covered with 
graffiti and like obviously mm-hmm. people have been in there and like you see names of like Maria y Jose and then hearts and stuff like that and like it's yeah. it's everywhere i wrote down some of my favorite as we keep going i wrote down some of my favorite things that i saw on the wall i <laughs> i think we're going to have a similar favorite cuz we're we're getting close so <laughs> So Lulu goes into a room and she's like, there's a lot of suffering in this place. And Kurt is like, yeah, it was a hospital. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm, I just want to say something. Yes. Lulu is so disrespected throughout this movie. There are so many moments where I was like, will you shut the fuck up and let this woman speak? Yes, Even when they're at the house interviewing her toward the top, when she's explaining her stuff, their glasses and Luis are even kind of like shaking their heads and laughing at her. And I, again, I was like, why are you making this documentary? If you're going to be dicks about it. Basically, every single person in this crew, minus a few, maybe Mariana. uh, Pinillo. Is that his name? Pinillo? No. um, Um, uh, What the fuck? (laughs) Pinillo? God damn it. (laughs) So let's just say Pinillo <laughs> from now on. You get it. Pinillo and Gaston, they're not really assholes about it so much with her, but the majority of people here are being very disrespectful yeah. to her. You hired her to come here and have experiences, and now you're going to shut her down literally with like everything she says. It's so annoying. So here's Kurt being like, yeah, it was a hospital. That's why they're suffering. Shut the fuck up and you go dick. play your guitar. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm sorry everybody. I'm just letting a lot of like pent up aggression irritation at asshole men yeah. come out right now. So we also see a room full of bees and Lulu is like, hey, don't touch those bees because they could be spirit mm-hmm. guardians. We see also this room that's all boarded up, like like, you know, somebody's clearly trying to keep people out of this room. At the bottom of like in the doorway, it's full of dead bees, and Lulu is straight up like, let's definitely right. not go in there. Okay? Wait, 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 wait. Before before that Tell me. When they're looking at the dead bees, there was like a slam of some oh. sort or a noise or whatever. Oh, yes. Yeah. I legit yeah. jumped. I was like, whoa. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm really yeah, glad that I've... you did. So they, they, they landed yeah. a jump. So we cut to a room and this was my favorite uh-huh. graffiti. <laughs> Marvin says, and Ross were Marvin... here once again. <laughs> <laughs> you know how like graffiti is like so-and-so was here, but this was like, just the most proper thing. We were once here. Once again. Once again. Honestly, that's the only I also, one I wrote I down. I love that it's Marvin E. Ross. Like, it's uh, like, why? Uh, yeah. Like, in Spanish. Uh-huh. We're here once again in English. Mm-hmm. So I love yeah. it. <laughs> uh, so, Luis is holding up an old timey picture. And he's like, this is a picture from 40 years ago. Honestly, it looks yeah, yeah, much yeah. older than that. But he says, 40 years ago. He explains to us that Lulu said. That to spark like ghostly activity, we need mementos from the past, like this picture, like this old bed frame that's in the room. He points to a rocking chair. He's like, we found this too. And there's also like, they've got a doctor's lab coat. And then like where you would hang the right. doctor's lab coat. And then Papilla. Papilla. I think that's Papillo? his name. Papillo? 
Papillo. Ay, papillo. papillo, papillo, no pinillo, puta, papillo and Gaston and they're like, here's our tech stuff, we're gonna set up cameras all over the place, we got mics, and so we're in what looks like a kitchen with all these tech guys, we kind of hear like a weird breathing sound, mm -hmm. and the camera pans away, but then goes back to show pinita, puta, <laughs> papillo, papillo, fuck, so Papillo and a like a pitcher and stuff is kind of thrown off the table. And Luis has the electromagnetic reader and apparently it's like fluctuating, but then he's like, oh, it's gone, yeah. whatever it was. And also the cameraman's like, I gotta change. We never meet the cameraman. No, never. We you never see him. You kind yeah. of hear his voice every now and then, yes. but very rarely. And you there is yeah. like literally up until the end of the movie, you, we've never seen him. So he mentions that he's like, I gotta change my battery because the battery was just drained. So a bunch of paranormal activity just happened in this little kitchen. We then cut to their main like command center that they've set up. Yeah, like TVs and, and they can see all the different uh, what the cameras are filming. Yeah, and so they're still like getting stuff set up and Gaston and Mariana, they're kind of like checking on Papillo because Papillo is in some bathroom getting stuff set up. Gaston is like, dude, we can hear you, but we cannot see you. What's going on? Hello, hello, hello. Finally, Papillo comes into frame and he's like, I have the camera lens on. Can you hear this? And he lets out a big fart and he's taking a full shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, you're disgusting. Quit messing around. Finish up and come back. And so then Papillo sets the camera down on the bathroom floor, like next to his feet as he's sitting there, you know, taking a shit. And in the bathroom, you see like this big shadow kind of just move by. And so in the control center, they're like, uh, dude, did you see that? Rewind your tape and check it out. Papillo does. He finishes. And then he like rewinds the tape. He goes into the bathroom. He's like, who's there? Who's there? Nothing really happens. He goes running back to the command center, shows them the footage. And as this happens, we get kind of like a power shortage. Yeah. By the way, in so... this in this bathroom scene, we get another uh -huh. one of my favorite tags on the wall, which is aquí, oh my God, tell me. aquí mie yo. <laughs> Which means I peed here. I'm so glad everybody knows I peed here. Yes. <laughs> then we're outside and Nacho, the like groundskeeper, he's leaving. We go back inside and Lulu is telling Esteban, you can't just walk in here like you own this place. We need to respect it. We then see that they're walking up to that boarded door again and there's a little there's cute a dog, dog there. just standing outside the door and they're like, he must be protecting it. But then Esteban straight up breaks into the room. We go into the room and then we see that kind of like huge door with the cross on it that the priests had brought in. From in that, that old VHS. footage. Aside from the cross etched on it, the door is full of huge needles just like jammed in the door. Yeah. Lulu straight up is like, don't do not touch, touch anything. anything. So, of course, Theon goes up and pulls out one of the agujas, the needles, and she's like, what, what the, the fuck the are you doing? Fuck, bro. And then, boom, all of those needles come crashing down. And Lulu is like, you don't listen to me. Nobody's listening to me. I'm out. Because Good. Because like, after Esteban touches it and all the needles fall down, every like even Glasses picks up a needle and he's like, but what? What's going on? Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I'm literally telling you to not touch anything. And you guys are 
fully doing the absolute op- opposite. I'm out. Goodbye. So she goes outside, and but they're like, wait, 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 calm down, calm down, calm down. And she's like, you don't understand what you just did. Okay, first of all, that wood door, that is a blessed piece of wood. The priests must have blessed it, or the nuns, or whoever. And each needle in that door is a trapped evil spirit. And Esteban is like, must I remind you that you are all under contract and you need to get back to work? Again, number 72, you're an asshole. (laughs) So then Papillo comes up and he's like, hey guys, I'm really sorry, but the generator is dead. Because in the background, in the corner, while everybody's Mm -hmm. like fighting about this, you see Papillo pulling at the generator cord trying to start it and he can't. And Esteban gets real shitty about it. And he's like, what the fuck did I bring you here for? Do it like the the poor people and connect the wires up like on little hooks. and, And that's how you do it. You, if you can't do it, you're an idiot. Whatever. So Papillo's like, okay, yeah. okay. We cut to Esteban, like again, kind of being interviewed, and you see Papillo straight up on a light pole trying to connect the generator to this like electricity box. I don't know how it works. Yeah. And Esteban is like, you gotta show. He's he says this weird thing about cost, Costa Rican people where he's like. Everybody's lazy. Yeah. And you gotta show people how to like use their balls, which. I've never heard of Costa Rican people being known as like lazy people. Me this is neither. Massively disrespectful. Never heard anything like this. Not at all. Ever. Have you? No. no. But I guess, I mean, like, this seems like a shitty, I'm a rich guy, these people are below me. Like, yeah. it seems like he probably, if he has a housekeeper or something, he's like, oh, you don't, if you're not doing it my way, then you're doing it wrong kind of thing. It seems like more sure. of a, a classist asshole thing to say. While he's spouting all this asshole stuff, Papillo's in the back and he straight up gets electrocuted off of that pole lands on the floor and everybody comes rushing and he's out like he's literally smoking smoking. from the ears and so they're like (laughs) we need to call an ambulance and so they do papillo gets sent off and poor gaston his partner is like a mi me vale Mm -hmm. verga this guy's a fucking dick who the fuck does he think he is he can't talk to us this way how dare he blah 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 he gaston is pissed yeah but I'm like, you need to say this to him. Oh, you totally. need to say this to Esteban, Gaston. And then Esteban in the corner is pulling on the generator and he gets it started. And then Gaston is like, God damn it. The worst. I literally wrote, can't wait for Esteban to die. <laughs> Counting down the seconds. And so Gaston rightfully freaks out. He goes off. And for some reason, he's like, I'm leaving. And right. for some reason, Lulu is like, no, 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 no. I should convince him to stay. This felt weird for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, she would probably just be like, leave. Right. Just go. I get it. But she convinces him to stay. And now it's getting dark. We are in the kitchen, I think. Everybody has just finished eating. Right. Kurt comes running in. Like, where have you been? I This dude has been out of the movie for like 10, 15 minutes. He comes running in and he's like, I'm being chased by something. They hear something approach. It's a little dog. It's and the Kurt dog like, from the door. Right. And he's like, I got you guys. You should have seen your faces. You're all so stupid. And then they hear footsteps upstairs. Then they all go rushing up to check out the like command center. No one is up there. And Kurt pulls out his guitar and starts to play, <sighs> to which they're like, what are you doing? And he straight up is like, I'm working. <laughs> Fuck you, guy. Also, I cannot I just want to say you. that uh, at this point when they're all running, I'm pretty sure I saw the word nalgas on the wall. If you're going to go into a place and write something on the wall, you might nalgas. as well write 
nalgas. <laughs> so Gaston is looking on like the main command center cameras and he's like, hey, 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 look at this. And we see that in the kitchen, a pitcher like flies off the table and everybody's like, you, got, we've got proof. Here it is. This is what we came for. And Kurt, of course, is like, no, you're all are stupid. You can see that it's a shadow hitting the pitcher. Which is which like, I'm like, what? That's the, that's the activity you wanted, like a shadow hitting the pitcher. But he's and like, when do shadows no, no, no. make things move, you dick? Exactly. Lulu is like, dude, this isn't like the shit you see on TV. Like, this is happening. He straight up calls her Luluzer. I <laughs> wanted to kick him in the teeth. Oh, my God. And he gives us this mansplain section where he's like, look, we all came running up here because we heard some noise. It's some crackheads messing with us. They're probably downstairs right now, like stealing our cameras and stuff. And he did say something here that I agreed with. He said, we should be more afraid of the living than the dead. Sure. I mean, that is true. That, that is, is true. true. Also, at this point, the rocking chair is moving. Yes. And so they're like, how about this? And Kurt is like, it's the wind. I can explain all this stuff. So glasses is like, I'll give you 10 pesos or 10 whatever it is called in, in Costa Rica. Yeah. I'll give you 10 of those if you go down there and sit in that chair. And so off goes Kurt. They hand him a camera, a mic, and he's like, here I go. He is so out of breath throughout this I, whole thing. Okay, so this is what I I'm a deep breather. <laughs> and I was like, even I was like, damn, dude, you need to take a breath. Because he was like, <laughs> <laughs> He, oh, like you're, and he was walking. He wasn't running. There was yeah. nothing. He was literally standing around, and he's like, he, ooh, ah. I was like, bro. <laughs> I mean, I get it that he like ran into the house when the dog was, you know, that was quote unquote, seventy minutes. Him, but that ago. was moment. That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. So he's going downstairs like he's run ten miles. He's he's got the camera focused on himself, and he's you know kind of joking with everybody, the crew. And he says, "My grandma used to tell me this spooky story that at night something would like pull her feet, but then I found out that my grandma was cheating on her husband. So it wasn't ghosts pulling at her feet. That's just her conscience messing with her." Huh? Sure, okay, whatever, dude. dude. Whatever you got to say. Yeah. So he then goes into this room with the with the rocking chair, and it's still still a rocking. Still a rocking. He's he's like, "What did I tell you? It was the wind. It's freaking freezing in here." Which, uh, from what I understand, ghostly activity. It gets super super cold yeah. when there's something happening. He then sits in the rocking chair and is like, "You owe me. You owe me ten pesos or whatever they're called." <laughs> and then he hears a bang off in the distance. And he's like, yes, okay, fue. who is it? Then he starts to smell this terrible smell. And Lulu is straight up like, Kurt, get, get out, out of, of there. there now. The chair moves on its own. And then something invisible pulls him off the chair. And this was pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, this like looks of, great. Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. Yeah. So this dude's like floating, basically. Like he's holding onto the bed frame. His legs are up in the air. He's freaking out. Yeah. And so they all run down to help him. We see him being pulled through the hospital. Esteban is like, I'm cool. I'm just going to stay right back here. And Lulu is straight up, maricón, quédate. <laughs> like she is just like, whoa. Damn, Lulu, okay. Fuck. So they chase Kurt. He's pulled into this room. The door shuts, and they're like, Kurt, start to pray. I don't know and how. He's like, 
they he starts to like say like nonsense lines like he goes padre nuestro que está volando en el cielo like literally like <laughs> our father who's flying in the sky like he's fully yeah. just I'm, it's trying paraphrasing stuff so they do get the door open and kurt is curled up in a corner he's peed himself and lulu again is like let's get the fuck out of here we gotta go we gotta go so they run up to the monitor room again the, the sorry the the main command center they're banging on the door and they're like gaston let us in the door opens and gaston is f- fully freaked out he's like crying He's like, you don't understand, you don't understand. He shows them footage of what attacked Kurt, but you never see the footage. Right. We then check on Kurt, and he's kind of like bloody. He's been scratched, which from what I understand too, scratches, a sign of demonic activity. And they said like he his back is scratched, but not his clothes. So it's just yeah. his skin, which is creepy, just, creepy. Oof. So they all agree. It's like, okay, it's time to go. But Esteban is like, we're not going anywhere without the cameras. Remember the contract. To which they're all like, forget your contract, sir. Yeah. Forget it. Hello. We then notice on one of the monitors that Kurt's camera that he dropped, you know, in his fear, is being carried up the stairs to this command center. And they're like, something's coming, something's they coming, something's coming. They see the footage. Which is honestly creepy. Yeah, very creepy. Lulu says, we have to confront this because the door, the camera stops right in front of the command center door where they're, they're all in there. Yeah. So they're like, absolutely not. What are you doing? So she goes up, she opens the door, there's the camera floating, and boom, drops out of thin air. I was like, that's pretty creepy. That's cool. That's spooky. Yeah. Lulu says it wants to trap us in here. We it gotta wants to scare go. us. Clearly, the power goes out. So Lulu says, get together and don't run. Stay together. It's time to go one at a time. So they start to leave, and we do get this really creepy shot where the cameraman pans back, and you see in the darkness... The nun standing back there. We're going down the stairs. Something crazy happens and Gaston is straight up thrown off the stairs and he lands. There's like a pool of blood and he straight up is like something, something pushed me. Once this started, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is, this went zero to 100 real fast. So they check on Gaston and he's like, something pushed me. So he looks up and there's a child with like a, darkened out hollow face standing up there but then either the same kid or another kid appears in a doorway i think it's supposed to be the same kid because he's wearing the same shirt and gaston is pulled dragged out of the room by an invisible force he gets and like there's kids laughter he gets dragged into what looks like a basement something dark and creepy and then we get we hear screaming and a huge gush of blood on the wall goodbye gaston he's dead he's dead but i really like the way they did this because like whatever they did with the pulling and like the the invisible force kind of stuff that mm-hmm. is t- grabbing people and pulling them they did a really good job with that and yeah. and when he gets pulled down these stairs which you see him go down and glasses stays at the top of the stairs and sees him go down. And that's when the camera pans to the wall and it's the splash of blood. So I was like, they're doing a really good job at like using this, the found footage format to like really deliver these effects and these like moments of fear, because I genuinely was like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. And so as they're running down these hallways, you see all these tiny little, like, 
handprints everywhere and you're just like yeah. whoa it was really this whole segment crazy very chaotic but like interspersed and there were really cool looking moments Effective. like they really kind of nailed it yeah and so of course when they see that gush of blood they freak out they Bye. run lulu says we gotta get to the room with the needles and as she's like going down the hall she's throwing she's praying she's throwing holy water everywhere they get to the door, but for some reason cannot get in. So Lulu puts a circle of salt around them for protection. And then she goes into the room for some reason, but nobody else does. She goes up to the door, you know, like the cross door. And she says, what's your name? You are many. Give me your name. In the name of God, I condemn you, evil spirit. And as she's saying this to this door, you see all the needles fly off the ground and they point straight at her. She turns back and she's like, you need to get the hell out of here. The door slams and all you hear is banging. So what I assume is that- Bye, Lulu. Bye, girl. Which sucks, because she was the best. She was the fucking best. They start to run again, obviously, because that's scary as hell. And then Mariana Gets is then pulled. dragged and lifted into lifted the She's in the air. In the, flying. This, I was like, I need you to be a little bit more afraid, because she was like, Halam, agarrame. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's ha Oh, my God. What's happening? Oh, my God. And I was like, girl, you're in the air. You need to be a little bit more afraid. So they're able to grab her. We run off again. We're now in a room where for some, somehow, Esteban has been grabbed. He's floating in the air. This was cool, too. This was cool. His skin is being, like, ripped off. Ugh. There's some weird balls, like, moving under his skin. This is his death sequence that we've been waiting for, and it pays off. Yeah, everybody. it really it was really fun. off. So everyone is like, this is terrifying. So everybody runs off as Esteban is like, you're all fired. Hijo puta, están despedido. That really That's made good. me laugh. Yeah. That's nailed it. That's good. Yeah. So now we're outside. Our cameraman, this is like the basically the only time we see a part of him. He gets caught in a barbed wire and you see him like pull it off his skin. Also cool really good. There. Yeah. Yeah. He starts to run and you hear like little kids giggling. He turns to look at the church and there's the nun. Standing in like a doorway ah! lit from behind. You can't see your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't see it. So everybody runs onto the bus. We start to drive off. Hold on. Thank goodness. Before uh -huh. that happened, when we see the nun, the cameraman is like, holy shit. And he like the way that he moves the camera, he it pans uh -huh. back down to the floor as they're like running. And he kind uh -huh. of like, like it's almost, it's a very fast turn. And Mariana's uh -huh. right there. And it scared yeah. the living shit <gasps> out of me. <laughs> no, I look, I am so happy that that happened because I'm just going to say it right now. There was not a jump scare for me. There were and like three glad, for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that there were for you. I, like I've said so many times, I don't need a jump scare in the movie. It does not change the movie for me, but I'm glad that you had that experience. Yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> you know, whoa. Like, and, it, and I was like, oh, it's Mariana. We're fine. So keep going, <laughs> motherfuckers. So they get in the bus so, and we're out. Yeah, we're out. We're like, oh, thank goodness. Kurt which I found very sweet. He's like, we got to go back. We got to go get Lulu. Yeah. So he's been an asshole this whole time to her, but he's like, we have to go back. Yeah. Glasses is like, no, we got to come back with police, firemen, an exorcist. We got to come with, with, we'll come back prepared. But then in the back of that bus. Pocket of terror. You see, <laughs> you see the nun. And then she kind of rushes the camera. She squeals. She's got a horrible face. 
Fiend. That's the end of our movie. And in the credits, we get one of my favorite parts of this movie was this song. Nena, Nena zombie. zombie. Nena zombie. Nena zombie. A jam. And then this credits scene was kind of inconsequential. We find somebody. Somebody finds the camera. And like picks it up and you can see it's like yeah. the police and they're collecting these bodies there's like a sheet over somebody and somebody picks up the camera and the camera i guess starts recording again and you kind of just like see it follow and the cop is like oh you encontré esta camera and he's like oh okay that'll be evidence and then that's that's it 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 was weird yeah you want to get into some trivia yeah you want to go first yes you want me to go first i'll go first all right so El sanatorio is an actual sanatorio with actual scary vibes to it. Mm-hmm. It's called Sanatorio Sanatorio Durán. It's located in Potrero Cerrado, Costa Rica. And it actually was a hospital and it actually was an orphanage and it actually was a prison. Yeah. It was all of those things. I love the fact when I discovered that I was like, I love that this that they actually included that in the film. Yeah. Because, you know, we're always trying to learn something. So we did. Yes. They gave us actual facts with that. Yes, for sure. Carlos Duran Cartín is a Costa Rican doctor and politician who opened this tuberculosis hospital in 1918, hoping to treat his own daughter who was suffering from the disease. He chose a remote location with good weather, fresh air, and natural light. But despite Karting's efforts to treat his daughter, she died from tuberculosis. So Mm. the sanatorium just kept functioning after her death. Uh, It was staffed mostly by nuns, the Sisters of Charity Santa Ana, which were the nuns. Uh, It said their ghosts and the ghosts of the children who died at the sanatorium still linger on the grounds, but the hospital was mostly used for like mental health after tuberculosis Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That little piece of info is from Atlas Obscura. Thank you, Atlas Obscura. So, Emanuel Sotela, who was our Roque from the top is actually part from the actual band Akasha. Oh, shit. And that music video that he talks about for the song (gasps) Descriptar is an actual music video. uh, And it's an actual song. Uh, The music video is hilarious. I watched it. Oh, my God. There is. And it is actually filmed in El Sanatorio. Uh, the, the, was that actually like a thing that they saw in the back? No, they they added that to it. Oh, but, okay. But uh, is what I think because it's obviously you okay. can tell it's not <laughs> real, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, and that was actual Bob, the fucking uh, bass player of the fucking band Akasha. I love that his name is Bob. It, it was it was played in um. In MTV Latino, uh, and cool. uh, it's—I'm not sure if they're actually continuing to be a band, but you can definitely find the music video for Descriptar on YouTube. I love that. Miguel Gomez, our director and writer, is from San Jose, Costa Rica. He went to Colegio Internacional SEK Costa Rica. I know this because mm-hmm. that's what his Facebook page says. He seems to have a oh. son. That's what I know about him. The crew and the actors, while they filmed uh, this movie, stayed in a hotel called Grandpa's Hotel. Ah. 
Adorable. On TripAdvisor, one of the reviews says, I will definitely stay at Grandpa's Hotel anytime. The view is spectacular. The grounds beautifully manicured. The cabins are very comfortable. The staff are attentive and welcoming. And the food was delicious and plenty of it. A friend had a birthday while we were there to stay. So they, so they provided cake for all of us the night before and pie the night of. You can't go wrong staying at Grandpa's hotel. We gotta stay at Grandpa's hotel. And the pictures, we ever the pictures on TripAdvisor look beautiful. So a big reason why people go there is because it's very close to a volcano, Irasu volcano Irasu, mm-hmm. which actually uh, really affected the sanitarium back in the day when it like exploded ashes and stuff like that. So because it's very mm-hmm. close by. So if you're ever in Costa Rica in Cartago and you're wanting to visit El Volcán Irasu, make sure and stay at Grandpa's Hotel. But obviously, when it's not a pandemic, y'all. Yes. Be safe. Um, I love that. Yeah, me too. And I think that's all of my trivia. Great. So my trivia just kind of honestly goes off yours a little bit. It's the same vein. So I did a little bit of research about Miguel Gomez, our director, Apparently, he studied at UCLA. Hey! He studied film at UCLA. Nice. And unless it's a different Miguel Gomez, he was part of, or he was the art department assistant in the 2008 film Iron Man. Are you sure? Girl, on IMDb, you look up his credits and it says Iron Man. And so I looked up the Iron Man credits of which they are plentiful. Oh. Yeah, of course. And I looked, and it literally said Miguel Alejandro Gomez. Oh my God, Gomez, it does say aquí, Iron Man, our art department. department assistant. I think it's him. Okay. Plus, if he plus if he went to UCLA, maybe this was back when he was uh, yeah, I mean, studying. Yeah, I mean, aquí dice Miguel Alejandro Gomez was born on August 29th, nineteen eighty two, in San Jose, Costa Rica. He is known for his work mm-hmm. on Iron Man, El Fin, and Cielo Rojo. Yeah. Great. So. Wow, I think that is I'm so sorry to have (laughs) underestimated you, Miguel Gomez. So he is also a rockero, if you will. He's part of a band called Gin Aluosi. He has a YouTube channel under Miguel Gomez. You just look up Miguel Gomez. He got a bunch of videos up there. They're mostly trailers for his other movies. Mm -hmm. But there's also a video of Gin Aluosi performing at Rockfest 2001 Costa Rica. Nice. And his band has shared the stage with Enanitos Verdes. Oh, wow! Atercio a Pelaos <gasps> and Ilya Kuriaki and the Valderramas. Oh, my I God! Love, I or loved. love fucking <laughs> Ilya Kuriaki and the Valderramas. Me I also love too. Atercio Pelaos. Atercio Pelaos is all fucking dope, dude. Yeah, all of them. So he's, I guess his band has shared the stage with all these, uh, these musicians. That's which is... probably why he brought in fucking Emmanuel from Akasha. Yeah, absolutely. Like these are these are musicians here. Wow. So also on his YouTube page, there's a video about this movie that explains the special effects. Now, when I saw everybody being drawn off and in the air, I straight up was like, they tied a rope. That's what kinda, I like, yeah, it. sure. No, they straight up had like dudes in those green suits holding onto them, and that's how they did this like computer CGI effect, and they wow. nailed it. Holy shit! Like, hey, if you're gonna work seamless. on Iron Man, I'm sure you learned something from yeah. that. Yeah, 
he knows what he's doing. So yeah, you see these two dudes like holding Kurt, like, <laughs> and apparently Kurt actually, when you see him getting yanked out of the um, the rocking chair mm-hmm. the first time, apparently he actually hurt himself, and you can tell like he lands like, oh fuck. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting that is. about Miguel. ¿Cómo se llama? Miguel Gómez. So I also did just like a little teeny bit of research about the Duran, Duran, Duran Sanatorium. So I found this article called The Most Haunted Place in Costa Rica. It's a 2014 article by Tim Kroger from the website universal-traveler.com. It says basically what you said about the doctor who started this hospital. However, interesting thing about this doctor, he trained in London and he was the acting president of Costa Rica for a period of six months from 1889 to 1890 during the administration of President Bernardo Soto, who never resigned but didn't come back to office until the end of his term. So for some reason, this doctor (laughs) was the president. president for a little bit. Okay. So the the... The nun is actually, that's actually a legend there. That is something that people say they actually see there. I read that. But I also read that most of it was like nice ghosts. Like the... Exactly. Okay, continue then. So it says here, this is a different article called Sanatorio Duran, Hauntingly Beautiful by Todd Sarahan. And it says some people that have experienced the nun apparition have said that they felt that she was not a threat but that instead she was there to continue her mission to care for and treat people, yeah. which is very sweet. She's not like a demon nun. A like demon in this from movie. hell. <laughs> Another ghost that people apparently sometimes see here is the ghost of a little girl. That is, some say, the daughter of Duran. Oh. Who died there of, of tuberculosis. tuberculosis. Yeah. So they say they've seen her like on the roof or steps of the building where she lived with the doctor. Aside from that, Apparently, you can see apparitions of former patients and prisoners and even children. So all the stuff that they mentioned in this movie, sure, they twisted and everything, but like that was true yeah. for the most part, you know? So apparently, you can visit this mm-hmm. old, these ruins. There's an entrance fee of $3, which if we ever go down there, we're, we're going. going. <laughs> and we're staying at Grandpa's house. Grandpa's, Grandpa's hotel! Hotel. <laughs> I would love 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 to see this place so yeah you can get you can like check the whole place out for three bucks totally so as as i was watching this movie i was like something looks so familiar about this location Uh and there have been two popular ghost shows about this uh about this hospital one is paranormal state which i think i've seen but the other is ghost hunters international which i has have absolutely i fucking loved Ghost Hunters back in the day and loved especially Ghost Hunters International because they go all over the place. And I've seen this episode where they do this hospital, Duran Sanitarium. And uh, you can, I fully found it on YouTube. You can just look up Duran Sanatorium, Ghost Hunters International, and they've got it up there with Portuguese subtitles, interestingly enough. Oh. So. Sure. Yeah, and they, they find some stuff. They're pretty, I find that, Okay, <laughs> maybe not, but uh, they they try to be discerning. They're like, this could be paranormal or not, but they do. They find a picture that kind of looks like a little girl sitting on the stairs. Sure, it's a bit of a stretch, but there there is some like spooky stuff that definitely happens to Fun. them there. So that is my 
trivia. Delightful. I can't wait for us to get out of this pandemic and go to Costa Rica and go Me too. And hang out at Grandpa's Hotel and have some pie and then go to the fucking sanatorio and be like, ¿Dónde estás, monja? <laughs> <laughs> but courteously. Yes. And tell her, please don't follow us home. Por favor, the señora monja, gracias por tenernos en tu sanatorio. Oh, what? Which explain like, in when I was talking about the movie, the, the nerdy Cartman guy was like, Remember, tell them not to follow you home. They didn't do that, so that's why she fucking chased them. Oh, so they didn't see, follow the rules. Yeah, you should didn't listen to that weird dude. <laughs> okay, you want to answer some questions for me? Sure. All right, Eileen, were you scared? I had three jumps, but no. Okay. All right. What about you? I'm gonna say not really. There were moments that build good tension for mm-hmm. me. Like, for example, when Kurt was coming down the stairs with the camera, I was like, something's going to be horrible behind him or something like that. But in, the the tense moments didn't quite pay off. But I'm, that is not to take away from this movie. Like, I still think you did a good job with I, the spooks. I think the last, like, the buildup to it all was kind of, you know, silly, goofy. Eh. But the last... I'm going to say 20 minutes of it when they're in the sanatorio, when shit starts to go down, it does get good. Like there is a yeah. a solid amount of spooks that you're just like, okay. Yeah. What was your best scare? It very, very randomly is the moment when Mariana popped up at the end when he, the camera guy is like running away. I was like, <laughs> it. I did like... I was like, whoa! So that's my scariest moment. Mariana, what are you doing back there in the shadows? What you doing, girl, popping up? (laughs) For me, it was just that quick section where they're leaving the main command center. The cameraman pans back and you see the nun standing in the dark. that was real creepy. That was genuinely chilling. Yes. Who was your favorite character? Lulu. Lulu, top to bottom. She was the best. I want to hang out with her. I want her to give me give me a hug. Like she just seemed like they really did a great job casting her. She was lovely. The best. I agree for sure. Lulu. What was your best line? Uh it's between Bota diciendo un poco de gente que yo era igualito a Harry Potter, maje. That one and also Hijo de puta están despedidos. <laughs> you sons yes. of bitches, you're fired. I mean there were like some real little solid gold lines thrown in this film. What My about favorite, you? I, don't, I, I honestly don't know if it was exactly this word for word, but basically, me cagué del susto, Juancito at the top. <laughs> yeah. Right off the bat, I was like, oh, Victima that's really de funny. susto. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was your best death? Oh, Esteban. Esteban was the way to do it. Like, he. Mm-hmm. A, I was just glad that he finally fucking died because he was such Bye. a fucking dick. But yeah. that the skin pulling off was so good. And I didn't mind that the weird like bulbs on his shoulders like that, that and him mm-hmm. floating and everything like a great that he's getting his comeuppance and B, mm-hmm. just like really good. Good job. And C, awesome final line they give him. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give it to Gaston because that is a real horrible death he gets. Not only does he get pushed Ooh, off yeah. the stairs, blood coming out of his head. He's then dragged off by a ghost down some stairs. You don't see the death, but you see that 
huge gush of blood on the wall, so something horrible happened to him, and you just got to use your imagination as to what it was. So yeah, I that was really well done. Totally. Did you learn anything? Learn anything from the culture? Not really. I learned about the sanitarium, but that's not really about. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I wrote just about the sanitarium. They they showed us a part of like history from Costa Rica that I did not know. I found it really interesting. It but... was nice to see like inside people's homes in Costa Rica, which was randomly yeah. like, like I yeah. liked seeing uh, Juancito's home at the top and yeah. Lulu's home and seeing the the meeting room when they're sitting in that office with the big table and all the like uh Esteban has like a shit ton of plaques and stuff all all over the mm -hmm. wall which is a <laughs> yeah. very I don't know if I mean I'm sure everybody puts up their diplomas and shit when you're whatever but I feel like in at least in Nicaragua if you ever went to a doctor's office or like the bank or whatever siempre tenían all like a shit ton of like framed certificates or whatever and sure. that felt like that really gave me nostalgia vibes to yeah. the people that's that's a nice thing about watching these movies is the feeling that i think it's giving both of us yeah you know it kind of takes us back just because it's at least for me it's been so well i mean i was in costa rica just a few years ago but just like not living there like we used to yeah. like that kind of feeling and you know the, nothing the, like it the clothes that they wear and everything yeah. like it's very 2010 but it's also very oh, yeah. 2010 latin america for me sure like yeah. baggy yeah. pants and like graphic tees that are a little too big for everybody's bodies mm -hmm. and like even glasses is like glasses shaped shapes sure. yeah. or frames i was like this is <laughs> something very taking me back yeah oh well here we are at the last one how many ooies are you gonna give this movie i'm gonna give it two ooies because okay. there's a lot of stuff that could have been worked out uh mm -hmm. it's definitely low budge but the stuff that was spooky and the stuff like it was I definitely give it all the credit because it definitely had it. How do I put this into words? This is what I'll say. If my guy had a little bit more money and maybe like mm -hmm. better behind the scenes work or like maybe better actors. I don't know if if there was a little bit more budget to it. I think that there would be this could be successfully very funny and good you know what i mean yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna hmm i'm kind of waffling here as i tend to do but i'm gonna give i can't fucking decide between two and a half and three honestly mm -hmm. and i think it has to do with again we're dicks but like a for effort but i see the effort yeah but you know it's like i appreciate what you were going for i don't think you quite landed it but I still had a good time. I appreciated that it was not very long. Yeah, um, an hour and seven minutes. Like, ooh, it's a fast one. I just think like certain things need to be edited. Like the spooky music in the back, not not needed. Like mm -hmm. it's spooky enough. Like just the, the ambiente of being there at the sanatorium. But also a way to incorporate the history of Costa Rica into your film. Like I really appreciate that. So I also, I also think, <laughs> oh wait, you haven't given. No, no. Please, go, go, go. I also think 
let's get to the sanatorium faster. I just I yeah. I would have loved to have more spooky shit. Loved having a barrage of it happen all at once. Like I don't mind that chaotic feeling of like let's get the fuck out of here and everything is happening. Yeah. But I did feel like that was very fast. Like I I wanted yeah. a little bit more spooks and and all that stuff. You needed to build it up for us a little bit more. Yeah, rather and than I get like it. punching you in the face with it, yeah. which is also fine. I don't mind a punch yeah. in the face. Yeah, I mean, but I, like they're on a budget. I'm sure they couldn't be like, we got lots of time to right. make this movie. They probably had like because they're literally filming on this historic on the site yeah. that they probably have to pay for. So I get that, but I. <laughs> I mean, if we're allowed to do this in Uikoror, I'm sticking with two and a half slash three. Like, that's just going to be what it is. I um, think you need to lay it down. Two and a half or three, Jonathan. Oh, gosh, I can't. I just want to. Can we not just waffle in between? No, with not with the stars. Okay. All right. I respect that. Then I'm going to. Can, we can do it with, like, characters and with lines and with all the other questions. But with the stars, you have to be bang, bangang. Okay. Because you gave it a two, I'm just going to give it the fucking three. Okay. Bangang, as you, you like go. to say. <laughs> and I think they deserve it. I do. There so, you go. Three. Good there job. Go. Uh, well, here we are, everybody. We've made it. Back from Costa Where Rica. We made it out of the house. Yeah, we, we made it <laughs> out house? of the house. That's not a house. The sanatorium, sanitarium, however you say it. Whatever you want to say. It, wherever you're from, if you're from <laughs> fucking Europe or not. Whether you're fancy or not. Thank you so much for listening to Uikiorror. Find us on social media. We're at at Uikiorror everywhere. Mm -hmm. We had a lovely little message on Twitter the other day of a a friend of of the show saying very nice things and how it's it's soothing. I was like, we're soothing? (laughs) Wow. Well, I think it was was said like, it's like hanging out with friends, which is literally... It's just podcast. We're doing so good observation. (laughs) Thanks, um, bud. Our friend on Twitter, and we love like that filled me with so much joy. We love little notes like that. Oh my god, I was I literally woke up and was like, what a lovely thing to have said. (laughs) So thank you, friend. Whatever. We didn't even. What's his? Oh, hold on. Let's give thanks so much for being so sweet, Clay Hearth at Clay Hearth. What a sweet, <laughs> lovely thing for you to say to us. We appreciate it. So please, everybody, send us notes like that. We love it. Or whatever you want to mm-hmm. say to us. If you wanted to yell at us, yeah. that's fine, too. What a terrible episode. <laughs> as long as you watched it or list- watched it, listen to it. Yes. What else? Uh, uh, rate and review. Subscribe. subscribe. Where you can. We hope you have a lovely week. And uh, we'll see you next Monday with another brand new episode of Uy Horror. And Johnny... I love you. I love you too. And we'll see Bye. you next time. <laughs> Adios. Adios. Adios.